This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is Mike at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast, live at our booth at Indie PopCon 2014. We're still here. We this are. This is day three. Yes, this is day three, and we've got some people passing by. They're really interested in this. Mm-hmm. I, I wish wonder. we could stay here. I know. Dude. This is great. I was heartbroken when you picked, when you picked me up this morning, because I was like, this is the last day. So bittersweet. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It is. It's been such a blast. We've already, this morning, I paid for our booth for next year. Uh, yep. So we will be back here next year. It's really cool. We met a lot of cool people. So many cool people. Uh, famous people and yeah. semi-famous people who we're going to try to keep in contact with. So that's, that's yeah. pretty fun. It's, it's, it's been such a blast. So we figured that with all the editing that I'm going to have to do um, in the coming days, figured it would be best to record an extended potpourri because it's Sunday. You know, uh, things are kind of winding down here a little bit. Uh, people are hustling and bustling to all their all their uh, other different different booths and all that. So what we're doing is we're going to just do an extended potpourri. Um, extended potpourri with an early focus. Yes. And so we're going to talk about Days of Future Past, and we kind of wanted to talk about it uh, while it was fresh on our minds and while be- kind of before the moment passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we're talking about today. Before the moment, Days of Future Past. Ugh. I'm so sorry. Oh man! It's been three days. We've been recording. Oh man! All weekend. Yeah. I'm tired. What were the conditions under which you guys saw the movie? Tiny, do you want to run with this? Yeah, um, Matt and I saw it together, like we normally do. Yes. We did hold hands, but only briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went to. Oh gosh, did we went to Trader's Point for that one? Uh, yeah, I believe it's Trader's man, Point. I can't keep, we've been seeing so many movies, I can't really keep it straight anymore. I know it's and it's it's funny because Mike, you're you're famous on the podcast for seeing a movie every week. Uh, and we I am famous, of, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we've we've done that. We've been doing that for about a month or so. It's been kind of just you know just kind of yeah. What's happened? By uh, yeah, by happenstance. So it's not a you're not trying right, to keep it going. Plan, yeah, not yeah. planned or anything. Okay. So, did we? See, I think we saw it on. Was it opening day that we saw it? Friday? I want to say it was Friday because I, yeah. I wanted to get my review up That's as right. soon as possible. That's or right. it might have been Saturday because I think I did. Uh, yeah, I posted it on Sunday. It was Saturday. We, we went for an after. Because I remember it was the day before the race. That's right. So yeah, I, was, okay. race weekend. I was all focused on the race. I, w- I wasn't even really in the best mood to like see a movie, <laughs> especially something <laughs> yeah. so you know awesome like this. Yeah. Um, so my, my mind was elsewhere going into the theater, but man, did I get ripped right back. So yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah. Uh, I saw the movie on a Thursday night, like usual. They've been doing a lot of early screenings of movies. I mean, this is a common trend. People know this. That a lot of times you can see uh, a movie like 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock the day before it comes out. A lot of yeah. Thursday releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if it's a 20th Century Fox decision, but they don't go any earlier than 10. Huh. Uh, uh, their movies don't. Their premieres don't go any earlier than 10 the day before. So this was one of the later ones. Luckily, um, I didn't have a whole lot to do the next day at work. Um, But I was a little tired, and so we went. We saw it at 10, uh, and I loved it. What what about... um, We're going to save probably a discussion about X-Men 
and the movies for later, yeah. but just kind of briefly, what experience or what knowledge of the X-Men did you guys have going in? I had I had kind of little. I mean, I, I haven't read the, the comics, um, but... When I was a kid, I was a big fan of the animated cartoon. And mm-hmm. if I remember correctly... <laughs> I love you for that so much. <laughs> um, I recently bought them all on DVD. I think I mentioned it in a past episode. I haven't started it yet because I'm still getting through some other stuff. But I, That's I, right. I can't wait. Uh, it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're looking at the girl from Battlestar Galactica talk to Esme Bianco. My mind is blowing a little bit right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, she waving at She's us. She's waving at oh us. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Hi. That's funny. <laughs> This is so great. Um, That's awesome. But uh, so all my knowledge is from the animated series. And if I remember correctly, I think that was actually pretty, uh, pretty loyal to the comics from what I've heard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, totally. So that's my experience with X-Men. Maddie? I uh, have an interesting, well, I guess interesting experience with X-Men. I was also a huge fan of the cartoons, uh, at least what I can remember of them. Uh, I remember, and I mentioned this on the website, which, by the way, I reviewed every... I'll get to that in a moment, but I reviewed every movie in the franchise leading up to Days of Future Past, which is why I was kind of... I could kind of drag Tiny to see it on that Saturday because <laughs> I wanted to get it as get it posted as quickly as possible. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, basically, I, I loved the cartoons. When I was a kid and I was growing up in Stowe, Ohio, shout out, um, my friends and I, we would, like, play... We, we would, like, play X-Men, and we would always argue over who would, who would be who and all that stuff. Who did you get to be? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Rogue? Yeah. Rogue, Kitty Pride. No. Um, I'm pretty sure I wanted to be Nightcrawler, because I think that was my favorite one. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, uh, when watching the... I was always Wolverine, because I was covered in hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What do you mean, was? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just kidding, well, buddy. Um, <laughs> the point is, as a kid, I was covered in hair. It was tragic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, or Beast. Oh, yeah. There nice. you go. Good pick. Um, so, I mean, I, I had experience with that. I never really read the comics, but then once I got into the... Um, this is a first. Someone's hitting us up to charge their cell phone. Yeah. You have to take, you have to take a card. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take a card. Take a card, check out the podcast. And you got to come over here to the microphone. And tell us who your favorite X-Man is. X-Man? Yeah. 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 Are you into X-Man at all? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wolverine is my favorite X-Man. Okay. Did okay. you see the new movie? No. No? No. Okay. Okay. And you? Ooh. Eating the Twix. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This might be a new revenue stream for us, people who want to charge their phones. Mine's had to be X-Man, too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Can't go wrong. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, so, where were we at? Who were you? When oh, you yeah. Were uh, I want to be Nightcrawler. I, I loved Nightcrawler. I kind of forgot. I never really read the comics or anything, but then once the movie started coming out, the first two, the Brian Singer movies came out. I mean, I was just floored by them. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, I loved them, and then that was kind of the kickoff, I guess, of the, of the, the big, huge comic book renaissance movie I guess mm-hmm. comic book movie renaissance um, so I loved it I, I, I absolutely loved it and then uh, the last stand happened and then I kind of got disconnected from it and then now this was probably the first I, I hadn't even seen because like I said on the I website, like that you say the last stand happened it happened <laughs> <laughs> Brett Ratner there was happened. the last stand incident exactly so Brett Ratner happened to the franchise and then yeah. 
I kind of stepped away and then never saw Origins, never saw the Wolverine even last year. Um, and then for this for this little project I did, this franchise review on the website, which you can find at com. there's a tab. Um, I just revisited all of them. And that was the kind of the condition that I saw Days of Future Past in. I wasn't too familiar with the Days of Future Past arc in the comics. Um, but I, I was... I went into it within the context of the franchise, so I had the good and the bad of the franchise fresh in my mind. And, I mean, I was expecting to like it, and I was blown away. Yeah. I'm a big X-Men fan. Uh, read the comics currently. Read the comics for several years. Uh, have a ton of the action figures. Love the movies. I've seen... I saw all the movies in theaters and most of the movies at midnight releases or before. Wow. Uh, so I was coming in with, with a working knowledge. And I, I would say um, that coming into this, I was looking to see, I guess this is a good transition into actually talking about the movie. So the excitement about the movie it was that we know that it's a sequel of sorts to First Class, which most people say is the best one. Yeah, and I had an interesting... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut in. No, no. Um, I had an interesting experience with First Class because I hadn't seen the first... I hadn't seen Origins. I hadn't seen The Wolverine. Uh, and I got to First Class late. And I I was expecting to be floored mm-hmm. by it. Everyone... <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, everyone, everyone loved it and everything. And I was all like into it. I was like... I was still kind of a little... Um, uh, burned by the by the by the last stand. Even mm-hmm. I didn't really get into it that much, as much as I did. Now, when I went through it, oh, someone's wearing a shirt that says Winterfell Direwolves, like a like a sports shirt. Oh, that's, that's great. so awesome! I love America. Um, <laughs> so, so when I went when I re- revisited it for this project, um, I was just isn't that Nightwing? Mm-hmm. Nice, awesome. It's oh. cool. Um, so when I went back for this project. I saw it again, and it was like just, I was just flooded with just so much happiness that I, that I got it. It was, it was mm-hmm. so great. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Tiny, did you like First Class? Oh, I loved it. Um, I said, again, in a past episode, I said I was looking forward to X-Men Days of Future Past so much because it has my two, pretty much my two current favorite actors in it, uh, James McAvoy and um, Michael Fassbender. Yes. And so I was beyond excited for First Class just for that reason. Um, kind of have a huge crush on J-Laws. And, um, oh, God, yes. I was just excited to see another X-Men movie. And, and you know, I, I was excited about uh, Matt Vaughn directing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are those fembots? They were. I got a picture of them. They, they have uh, Austin Powers with them, too. So, oh, yeah. So awesome. Yeah, it's pretty Very cool. cool. I like the reference. Huh. Dave from Happy Endings. <laughs> is here. Nice. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of the benchmark. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the movie. Yeah, let's jump into the meat of the meat of the movie. So how uh, great was it? <laughs> uh, it was. It, it was, was awesome. fantastic. I'm I'm having trouble. You know, I have to rank things, and I'm and I'm wondering. The first thing I gotta say is I still don't know. I'll have to see it again before I decide if it's better than first class. Okay. Um, and I guess I can give you guys the the pros and cons. I, I I'll try to see if you guys can help me th- figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um, first class to me, if I'm thinking just off the top of my head, and what I thought as soon as the movie was over, that first class has had more of an emotional pull. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, there's the scene more. at the there's the scene at the end 
um, when Xavier gets shot in the back or, or uh, Magneto moves mm-hmm. the bullet to shoot him in the back and you know it's going to happen I know it's going to happen and I audibly gasped when it happens and you really get the struggle that they're going for with mutant kind you finally understand why uh, you know how they went from being friends to to frenemies I guess you could <laughs> say but just their arc um, I don't want to say Days of Future Past was crowded because it's not it, it's, no. it's you know one of my favorite phrases to throw around is near perfect and I thought it was a near perfect superhero movie mm-hmm. but um, because there was so much going on and there was more pull from other characters I felt like the emotional pull uh, with Xavier and Magneto was a, a little more of the focal point in first class <sighs> Yeah, it definitely was. Okay, yeah. I can't argue with you on that. Uh, I think mentioning bringing up the emotional pull—that's that's perfect because they they hit those marks so well in these two movies. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're kind of on par, but I think with with the second film they went deeper, or maybe a little okay. a little darker in my okay. opinion. Yeah, they did go darker, yeah, and I'm and I'm going to jump forward and say uh, I'll tell you right now what my favorite scene in the movie was. And it wasn't the Quicksilver scene, which is an amazing scene. <laughs> it's such yeah. a great scene. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is when Magneto, it, when they're, uh, they're at the point in the movie, in the time stream, where um, Mag- uh, Mystique is, <laughs> is about to shoot Bolivar Trask. Okay. Yeah. Right? And uh, Magneto kind of comes to the realization. It hits him that he's best to just shoot Mystique. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the best scene in the movie oh, man. for me. It's amazing. It's incredible. It was a lot. It was a heavy scene. Oh yeah, yeah, it really scene. was. Good choice. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I love the uh, the whole. I mean, they weren't too heavy on the time travel. In terms of the time travel, I'm I'm a huge nerd for time travel. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it so much. And they they snuck in, or, or they they kind of put in these little like flashes of of Wolverine, kind of like he's disrupting the time stream. And like mm-hmm. in that one scene, like he's he's experiencing all the stuff, and it's it's just really cool. It's like it, it's not overplayed. The time travel stuff isn't overplayed. It's it's just really great. Uh, speaking of time travel, you guys walking by with a Back to the Future shirt. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you heard me. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a great vehicle, but not the focal point. Exactly, and, and that's, that's when it's used best. I, yeah. I actually can't describe my favorite scene because it's it's the last scene of the of the film. Mm. It brought me to tears, and, and oh. I I hadn't seen the other. X-Men movies in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I need to go back and rewatch them. I think the scene will mean even more to me. Um, yeah. Just because I love so much what they what they did with the character of uh, Logan and Wolverine in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Matt mentioned that so much of uh, the earlier films have been so focused on Wolverine and Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's... It kind of would have been refreshing to have someone else, but I feel like we got such a different Wolverine. We got a lot of Logan, and he he was so subdued and so mm-hmm. calm and such a like a nice, pleasant guy. Um, it was different from the, the you know the kind of the jerky, that I guess jerk kind of uh, Wolverine we've had in the past yeah, several kind of movies. The, so the animal Wolverine got a lot of action at the booth right now. We yeah. are, yeah, yeah. Our friend Yuri, who refuses yes, refuses to, to be, be on, on the podcast. podcast. Hi guys! Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, groundbreaking! We're gonna have to warble that too. We will, yeah. <laughs> and then Jenny also is not interested, apparently. Oh, the movie for a change. <laughs> the movie for a change was not Wolverine's movie, and I'm so okay with that. Yeah, 
and it so could have been. It really could have been. I, I, not to say that it would have made it better or worse or anything. I'm just saying that it would have been an easy, an easy storytelling device. Sure. But they didn't do that, and they were playing a lot of. Um, they were doing a lot of backtracking, I guess, throughout mm-hmm. it to f- kind of fix things. And I know you have comments about that, Mike. But I just thought that it was it was just really great. The, the pacing of it was just really wonderful. It was. Um, I'm just trying to look for things not to like about it, just, just to yeah. be as, as critical as I can be. And there is a point in the movie where Wolverine doesn't need to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And that kind of bummed me out. But when he's in the past, uh, I would say... When Magneto comes along, I don't know. It's just interesting how passive Wolverine's presence in the movie was. Mm-hmm. He really, um, he's not, was not very good at doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He came back and kind of said, here's the deal. This is what's going on. In fact, um, the, the emotional climactic scene with, with uh, Xavier and getting him to kind of stop taking his medication and, and mm-hmm. use Cerebro and going... Wolverine couldn't even convince him to do that. Yeah. It took yeah. Xavier talking to himself. Right. I think that I think that was a great choice, though, because it is a good choice. Oh, I, I mean to say yeah. that it's a oh, good okay. choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that scene was amazing because um, he's he has such a smash and grab kind of style as yeah. as Wolverine. Right. But this required charisma and poise, which yeah. is really good, cool to see. There is a scene. The scene where uh, Magneto comes in. I don't know how spoil heavily heavy we're going to get here, so I'm going to try to keep it somewhat vague. There's a scene where uh, Magneto kind of dispatches Wolverine in the in the climactic uh, action set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that point on, the urgency of the movie kind of goes away, hmm. because from that point on, whatever happens to the future. Uh, x-men has nothing to do with him and so um as they're sitting there and kitty pride kitty pride by the way who sends logan back to the past uh with her i don't mutated powers i don't know that's that's yeah, a change that's that kind of strange <laughs> anyway, she sends him to the past and as she's holding his head and the sentinels are coming in and and trying to take over the whole time i'm thinking i don't know what the pressure is right here if wolverine dies or if she dies or if whomever dies doesn't matter because what had to happen in the past still happened. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Happened, and so the, so the scene where the Sentinel comes in and, it, and it's inches away from killing Kitty Pride is not nearly as dramatic or timely as they make it out to seem. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'll have to see it again. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, okay. I, was just, I was just floored by it. From from beginning to end, and um, make no mistake, it was oh, fun to watch. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we talked about Tiny talked around the last scene, um, and we obviously we're not going to spoil it or anything. But I just want to talk about really try, quick. Try not to. Try not to. But I want to talk about the music. Uh, the score in this movie was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, it was a really good emotional kind of. It really tugged at the emotional core of the story and. Uh, speaking of the emotional core of the story, uh, probably my favorite scene of the movie is the one after Logan's reunited um, Magneto and Xavier, and it's on the plane, and they have their first conversation in uh, like a decade or whatever, um, and it's just such a powerful scene between the two because they spell out exactly what like what's gone on between them uh, exi- they they bring up mis- uh, mystique it's a big uh, point in in their in their falling out between the two of them i guess um, i just i thought that was really cool i wasn't expecting something quite like that um, i thought it was really cool yeah um, 
I have some notes. The movie is Xavier and Magneto's. Uh, and I talked about the scene where Magneto decides he needs to shoot Mystique is brilliant. Uh, what I wanted to say about that is I think it is the biggest reason. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say it because of the. <laughs> there's a scene at the end where a character makes a choice. And that character makes the choice that that character makes because of. Uh, Magneto's scenes from earlier. I, okay. Maybe we'll have to say this for a time where uh, spoils right. won't huge, be so bad. Huge tiptoe right there. Yeah. <laughs> On your yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> Talking um, about uh, the scene with Mimic. Just, yeah. uh, just throwing people off here. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, Sentinels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember, I don't remember much of the, of the 90s cartoon, but I do remember just loving the idea of the sentinels the yeah. sentinels being these these huge monstrous machines that hunt the mutants yeah. i was so into that as a kid and that's one of the things that's been just completely missing from the franchise up until this point yeah um except for the one thing i can't understand and it even rectifies it in this in this version um is that like in the last stand like they have a sentinel yeah. but it's in a training ground thing and i'm thinking like when i saw that i was like why the hell is there a sentinel if they don't exist yet and then they even rectified that in here cuz they cuz it was uh, uh, developed in the in the 70s sure um, so i just and i just loved the depiction of the sentinels i thought the the action sequence at the beginning was just jaw droppingly awesome a great way to hook the audience in from the start what did you guys think of the sentinels in this movie they're good. I was a little confused at first about how Mystique's power helps them rec- uh, recreate mutant powers. That's yeah. not really how Mystique's power works. Right. I think they took some liberties with that. Uh, she really just transforms, and she can't do the powers that other people can do, the, the bodies she inhibits. So right. uh, what I, how I kind of made peace with that in my own mind was that uh, it wasn't so much that the her power was helping them uh, replicate the powers it's that her power gave them the ability to figure out how to transform into things uh, and then they over time um, figured out how to give the sentinels, sentinels powers yeah no problem you're welcome uh, yeah how much more do we have on that <laughs> Uh, not a whole lot there. I, I love, should, yeah, we should probably move on. If we yeah. can't really get into too big of a discussion, if we can't talk about, uh, spoils, I will right. say, I love, I love, love the first class cast. Oh, and I too. love that the movie kind of ends in a way that says that that's the cast they're sticking with. Yeah. I think. Um, and of course we know that the next movie is going to be the first class cast and it's going to be set in the eighties, which I can't wait to see. Have they confirmed it's going to be set in the eighties? Uh, I don't know if it's confirmed, but well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that started with the sixties. This movie was in the seventies. So, uh, they're going to go with the eighties. Um, I was going to say something about that. Uh, um, I can't remember now. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel, Mike? About I know that there is some dissension amongst the, the mm-hmm. some of the critics uh, who who even love this movie, saying that um, it was kind of heavy on the mystique, um, and a lot of people are saying that it's, 
they feel like she was written into a much more substantial role. Like you mentioned, her her mm-hmm. mutant her mutation not really fitting in with the story of what they're doing. Right. And a lot of people are saying it's because well, Jennifer Lawrence is an Oscar winning actress. <laughs> yeah. And they want an overrated Oscar winning actress. You think so? I can't wait to see your faces. Mm. Oh. She's not that. I'm I'm so over Jennifer Lawrence. It's not even funny. You know. Uh, she she phoned in Mystique. Okay, I think she's overweight, overrated. Uh, she won her Oscar for um, was it Winner's Bone? Silver Linings Playbook. Silver, Silver Linings Playbook. Playbook right? Uh, she was nominated for Winner's Bone. She was great, fantastic in both of those movies. Uh-huh. But I think ever since she got famous, uh, she's been phoning it in. Um, hmm. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> I, I just don't think she's that good. Maybe not I didn't think good. she was good in American Hustle, uh, and I didn't think she was good in. Uh, in this movie, she she yeah. she didn't seem to me like she wanted to be there. It it was it was reminiscent of uh, Kirsten Dunst in Spider Man Three. Oh, that is what? a that is that's, oh man! I got to call you out on that. In yeah. how much she doesn't want to be there. Oh, completely disagree. I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, I'm gonna stick with it. I thought I thought she was pretty terrible. Okay, well, um, fair enough. Uh, I love her. I I think she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's okay. So, so what do people have a problem with? How much of just how there just is? How, I maybe it's the comic purists that have a problem. How with important it. she is how, to the plot? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, and and I'm I don't really have a problem with that either. I've think I've said on a podcast a couple episodes ago that I really have had to let go of uh, them messing with canon. I mean, yeah. if they if they do things inside their own universe, I, that's that's kind of a bugaboo. But uh, I'm not really hung up on what how they translate the comics to the movies. I, I kind of got over that when Spider-Man 2 came out and was not as close as Spider-Man was. Yeah. Spider-Man 1 was Wait. to the thing. Oh, okay. Source Sp- material. Sorry. Source material. Yeah, I, I apologize. No, that's fine. I'm sorry. Um, and so, I mean, they changed a lot of the story. They called it Days of Future Past, but it was Kitty Pride who went back to the past in the in the comic book arc, hmm. um, which I feel like I have to mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was okay that it was Wolverine, so I'm okay with them really, really messing with things. I'm I'm a little, <laughs> a little bummed that I don't feel like she did all that big of a job, mm-hmm. uh, all that good of a job. But I do feel like uh, her importance is warranted okay. um, because that is she's the she's the biggest. Announcements. Yeah. Announcements. Because she's the she's the biggest emotional pull between Magneto and Xavier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that that felt really really good. How, yeah. how how they how they tied that together in a way in the, in that way. Uh, Mike, you mentioned the Days of Future Days of Future Past uh, arc in the comics. Uh-huh. I take it you've read it. I, Have you? No, I oh, actually okay. haven't. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anything else we need to talk about? Days of Future Past? I don't think so. We could probably easily do a whole episode. Yeah, we, we could. totally could. We hit the, we hit so the parts. Let's cut it off at thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and I, I uh, at our booth here, we had my friend Fekus came up and uh, <laughs> uh, my friend Fekus, Robert Fekus, he came up and talked to him for a long time about uh, Days of uh, Days of Future Past and Let's hear his thoughts. Yeah, here it is. Hey, do you like drinking? Love it. Do you like playing Dungeons & Dragons? Absolutely. Then there's a podcast for you. Really? D&DUI.com. That's amazing. D&DUI.com, a podcast and webcomic about drinking ourselves under the tabletop. 
I wanted to ask you about like X Men and all that, but if you want to just record it another time or whatever, if no, you go ahead. Oh, cool. I got plenty of time. Yeah, I tell you, you've seen Dave's. I, uh, oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me how you felt about it. <laughs> I first of all, I love how they were just kind of like. I felt like the whole movie was just shoving Brett Na- Brett Ratner's face out of the whole thing. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, get get away. Yeah. Just just stay over there in the corner where you belong. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, I, I, it just kind of righted some of the wrongs from, from Last Stand. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried really hard to enjoy Last Stand. Mm. And I, I've watched it a couple of times again just just to give it another shot. And I just can't get past it. Yeah. It's it's just not – and I knew going into it. And, again, circling back to the whole decade ago review things, like I, I did uh, Spider-Man 2. And at the end of it, I said something like – this is the best comic book movie ever, except for uh, when X Men Three comes out in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I just saw, I just had to hit my head like, I'm oh, so what naive. What was I thinking? Yeah, but you, you know, I it's mean, silly. It's silly things about the the movie that bother me are like the the final fight scene where it's like all all the uh, the Brotherhood versus yeah. six X Men, and Wolverine, you know, he he falls down to the ground and there and he comes up and goes, okay, hold this line. Like, what's so special about this line? Yeah. You're about to fight 100 guys, and you're like, hold this line, because yeah. if one gets past this, we're done. Yeah. They can stay five feet ahead of the line, but hold this yeah. line. And I just, uh, it's not a football game, Wolverine. Right, and the one that's gotten through is the f-ing juggernaut. Right, right. So, I mean, and which, Vinny, Vinny Jones? Vinny, Vinny Jones. Jones. Oh, they threw the internet meme in there. Uh, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, uh, I hate it so much. Yeah. And, it's, and it's something s- silly like... Angel, Angel in the movie. Okay, uh-huh. he he comes to the mansion in Westchester, New York. Yeah. Now the X Men get in their supersonic jet to go make the fight in San Francisco. Sure. Which I guess a supersonic jet, a few hours, maybe four or five. Right. Angel with just wings just shows up out of the blue at the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. An oversized bird would probably still take about weeks to get <laughs> right. to. So he probably would have been two weeks saving his father. His father would have been fallen and dead. Yeah. So it bothered me that Angel <laughs> is as fast as a supersonic jet. Yeah. So Just little, like, anachronisms like that are just, it's it's not even that, that's not even, like, if it was just that, it would be forgivable. Right. Like, but just those, but They just was, stack up yeah. on, like, the Brotherhood of Mutants is just camping now. I, I feel like yeah. they should have been... Roasting s'mores, <laughs> exactly, or something. It's like, well, we're in this big wooded area. We have the most powerful mutant in the world here that can build a neighborhood out of the trees here. Yeah, have fun with your tent. Yeah, it's it's so, and they kind of had this grungy kind of look to them. I don't know oh, if it's yeah. like that in the comics, but it felt like it. It felt like an '80s or early '90s dystopian future kind of little game, right? Like a. Um, um, Mad Max kind of like gang or something, like rejects. Yeah, it just yeah, it was just it was like ugh, I was not a fan. And then but but X Men Days of Future Past, yes, yes, <laughs> back yes, to so that yeah, one. Yeah, um, uh, I, I felt like they uh, I, I like, and I understand why they made Wolverine the the mutant to go back in time. Yeah, because Hugh Jackman, first of all, big name. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it kind of fits with the timeline. So yeah. I, I'm okay with with that choice. Besides, Wolverine's such an iconic character. Exactly. I, I mean, that's a good choice. And besides, they ration, rationalize it very well. Right. But and they, like, I didn't know going into it that the, in the comics it was Kitty Pride that went back. Yes, yes. Uh, and I, like, I was like, as soon as, 
in the movie when he was like, "Well, I can I can go back and all that." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. that makes sense." It makes yeah, I was like, sense. "I can watch a movie with uh, Wolverine again." You know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fine. Um, what did you think of the post credits scene? Oh, I'm so freaking excited! Yeah. As soon as I saw the scene, I went, "Egypt!" Egypt. <laughs> I wasn't sure how they were going to portray Apocalypse. Yeah, because in the comic books, he's the first documented mutant. Okay, so I I didn't know if they were going to show him like a kind of a modern mm-hmm. what what's apocalypse doing now thing so i'm glad that they kind of just foreshadowed his past yeah like, this is apocalypse and apocalypse in the comic books looks very kind of mechanized very okay kind yeah. of machine looking so i, I kind of like the the way he's portrayed in the in the scene right kinda just kind of simple you know pharaoh type of deal so yeah i'm really interested to see how this works out and i'm really hoping hugh jackman comes back for this one i've, yeah. heard, I've heard some he may not. He may. Right. He's on the fence. I think as soon as they dump that pile of money in front of his oh, absolutely. Set, he'll it do sounds it, like but. just a con- like a money ploy, but more power to him. I don't. Oh no! Yeah. I mean, he at this point he's one of the driving forces behind the entire series. Absolutely, so no reason for him. I mean, he's the Robert Downey Jr. of this exactly. Series right now. Which that that's a good point too. Is when I was in the theater, I knew that there was a post credit scene. And, like, the whole theater, like, stayed. Like, there was, like, a few people that left. And then, like, as the credits are rolling, I'm sitting there thinking, like, are they here because they know that there's a post-credit scene? Or has Marvel Studios made them, like, conditioned them to stay for the credits? It's probably half and half. At this point, everyone knows that once you get done with the Marvel movie, you're going to get a post-credit scene. In fact, when I saw Spider-Man 2... I stayed because I assumed mm-hmm. there's going to be something. Yeah. And the only thing I really got was the, the little X-Men. How did you feel about that? I hated that. <laughs> yeah. It made no sense to me. Yeah, it, I thought it was so... It was cool, but I was confused when I saw Days of Future Past. I was like, where's Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mike, this is Robert Feckus, uh, my friend. And Feckus... Ah, nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, Feckus, Mike, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's... And I also thought, like, after the after after X-Men Days of Future Past, I was sitting there like, okay, like, this is, like, the weekend that Edgar Wright dropped out of Ant-Man. So and, disappointed about oh, that. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I wasn't a fan. I'm glad it didn't turn out. Uh, it turned out that he's going to say no, but mm-hmm. Adam McKay. Yeah. I was uh, like. I, I like Adam McKay's movies, but yeah. I don't see him fitting that mold as a. Yeah. Then again, I, I would have said the same for Jon Favreau with Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. So I, Exactly. I, I hate to say things like that because I know yeah. I've been surprised in the past. Yeah, but, but I mean, like I was, I was just so pumped for for Edgar Wright. Me too, just, and he's been working on it for so long. Right. I, I really, I'm curious of what creative differences came. Me up too. That, well, I heard that there were like rumors that Marvel kept wanting to get rewrites. Like they gave him a bunch of notes, and then eventually they they were rewriting it as they were getting the notes, but it wasn't enough to their liking. So they just hired in-house, low-level writers to redo the script. Oh, uh, yeah. And then that's... gave it to them. I guess this was over Feige's head, too. So I guess he was kind of, it was higher up than him. And that, I, That's a shame. Yeah, and it's so, it's such a bummer because they, they're so, what they've done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they've taken so many risks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like. So why not let this director kind of have his hand exactly. in it? Exactly, and it's like. I, I get the sense maybe they don't want like a comedic kind of portrayal or something like that. I'm not so sure he would have done that. Though. I don't think so either. But maybe they're just a little they're getting a little shy about that. But they've got to know that Guardians is going to kill it. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So I don't know. It's just it's such a bummer. 
Speaking and, of Guardians, uh, did you see the uh, the big announcement this week? Uh, of, of Josh Thanos? Brolin? Yeah. Yeah. They kept that so tightly under wraps. I, I can't believe that yeah. it went this long. I mean, yeah. that comes out in two months. and Exactly. I heard about it when we were in the theater for Blended. And, like, it was before the before the trailer started. And I was, like, I was checking Facebook. And I saw it. And I, like, whispered to Mike. I was like, have they have they announced that yet? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's a huge, huge character. It is. It is. And, I, and I'm not so sure that Thanos is going to have the major role in this movie. Right. But with Phase 3 with Marvel, mm-hmm. he's. I mean, he's going to be one of the main yeah. protagonists. I mean, he was alluded to in the Avengers. Right. You have Gamora, who's actually the daughter of Thanos. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel about the Quicksilver scene in Days of Future Past? Loved the Quick. I love yeah. Quicksilver. Yeah. I, I thought... First of all, I don't know if you guys know, but Quicksilver and, and Black Widow, or not Black Widow, uh, Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch yeah. they're they're twins, and mm-hmm. they're the children of Magneto. Yeah. So I love the little quip in the movie. It's like, I oh, my it. mom knew a guy that could do that, <laughs> yeah. too. I was like, ah! See, I didn't know, I didn't know that until I saw the uh, post credit scene for... Avengers? Uh, Avengers, or... Or for, uh, for Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter yeah. Soldier. And like I, like I was talking to Mike, because Mike is kind of our resident comic book guy, um... And he explained like he was like yeah they're 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 the uh, the daughter or the son and daughter of, of Magneto, and so like when I'd forgotten about that and then when that line came I was like that's that's brilliant that's right. awesome uh, just just the way they had that just just a little inside joke yeah. for, for people in the know it, oh, yeah. I thought it was great that whole sequence was just insane it was awesome and actually when I saw the trailer and I saw parts of that sequence i almost thought for a second that it looked a little cheesy and overdone yeah until i saw the movie not it just it was perfect like all, yeah. the, all the little fun things he was doing during the uh so I, awesome just like moving slightly there here and there right and i was actually so disappointed cool. that he that was all he was in the movie i was kind of expecting a larger role for him me too but i mean it seems like they're really they're really uh laying the groundwork for future movies for him right. i think and it made me it made me wonder like it's uh, like that. That again, between like Edgar Wright leaving, and uh, they have like like Days of Future Past kind of kind of taking the lead, I guess, in uh, uh, having Quicksilver on the screen, and they have they have Aaron Taylor Johnson playing him in the Marvel universe, right? And then uh, Evan Peters did such a great job. I kind of wonder if Aaron Taylor Johnson's like. Or if he's if they're like kind of a little nervous about that, I think they're going to try their their best to keep those two separate because yeah. there, there's a whole legal thing over Quicksilver right. to be in the movies. I, I guess like the deal was that in the Avengers movie they can't refer to him as a mutant mm-hmm. and you can't refer to his parentage as at, with uh, Magneto as well. Right. So they, they there was some like little so they're going to try to separate the two characters as yeah. best they can. I imagine so I. They'll probably go in like two kind of different, not wholly different directions, because Quicksilver's still Quicksilver. Right. But I'm sure he'll try to do his own thing and try to separate them. Yeah. And besides, I think he'll have a larger role in Avengers Two than Quicksilver oh, had yeah. in Days of Future Past. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, it's Pat and Tyler, and we are the co-hosts of the Nerds You're Looking For podcast. We're just two nerds that love talking about nerd stuff, whether it be comics, video games, movies, or TV shows. We start every episode off talking about what we're into. We talk about how we've become the nerds we are today. We go through our nerd news, all the breaking nerd news throughout the week. And we end each episode with a review or a top five of something in pulp culture that we love. It is a 
bi-weekly podcast that posts every other Monday. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and our companion blog, thenerdspodcast.com. And we are the nerds you're looking for. Take it easy, guys. See ya. That was great. Thank you. I agree, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, You guys want to be on? You should. It'll be fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to come back around? What? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wait, what? Review review yogurt? I don't (laughs) want to review yogurt. (laughs) Bye. So, uh, mac and cheese? (laughs) Mac and cheese. Segway. I saw the movie Chef before we got here. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I said that to Tiny (laughs) yesterday, and and he didn't know anything about it, which is kind of disappointing. uh, Hi, how's it going? We got someone who wants to say hi. Want to be on the podcast? Sure. Cool, yeah. uh, Just get up there. uh, uh, Tell us your name, where you're from, and your favorite movie. All right. (laughs) Uh, My name is Micah. I'm from Indianapolis, and my favorite movie is probably UHF. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Great. Very cool. Love that movie. Very cool. How about your favorite show? Favorite show? Uh, God. Somewhere between Doctor Who and Game of Thrones. Oh, nice. Can't go wrong. I know. Keys to my heart. (laughs) Um, All right. I love both of those. Well, thanks, man. Uh, uh, Since you're in Indianapolis, we're we're having a benefit thing for uh, uh, aspiring filmmakers in the area. We're basically renting out the Irving Theater in Irvington, uh, and we're going to have a bunch of filmmakers submit short films, and we're going to have, like, costume contests. Probably. We're, it's all in the planning stages, but it's going to be a whole thing, and we're going to uh, hopefully get the rights to screen the original Halloween uh, to cap off the night. So uh, there's a flyer right there. We don't really have much information on there. The QR code takes you to the event page if you're interested in that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks also, grab a card. We're going to put your uh, little clip on an episode so you can listen Yeah. Listen to that. Awesome. Yeah. All right, thanks. thanks. Take it easy. Thank you. Have fun. So, so Chef, Chef. Yeah, Chef <laughs> was uh, written, directed, and starring John Favreau. Yep. Okay. Uh, older people know from Swingers. Uh, <laughs> not as old people know played Monica's boyfriend for a couple episodes uh, on yes. Friends. And younger people don't know but should know that he directed the first two Iron Man films. Right. Yeah. He was also happy. He played happy, yeah. He, he played... Uh, is it Butler? What is it? Is his driver? Bodyguard, Tony Stark's kind of bodyguard, guy. driver, security guy. Yeah. Um, my wife knows him from "I Love You, Man," <laughs> where uh, he uh, plays Jamie Presley's husband. Stealing yeah. performance. <laughs> I love. All right, Beatles or the Rolling Stones on three. <laughs> One, two, three. F- you shut up. Full house. <laughs> you play the f-ing game. Yeah. It's just he has that such. Dry, he plays such an asshole in that movie. I yeah. It kills me every time. It smells like a pet shop in here. <laughs> yeah, Tonight you're gonna wear the cheerleader outfit. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have sex with the lights. Sex with the lights on. So anyway, I love John Favreau. Yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I listened to the commentary track on "I Love You, Man," and "I Love You, Man" came <laughs> out, or they were filming "I Love You, Man" as uh, the first Iron Man came out in 2008. Okay. Okay. So Iron Man, as we all know, skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Made millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. uh, in its opening weekend. Big deal. And so he was filming his scenes and kind of channeling uh, his big head about that movie while filming his scenes on that. Um, huh. And it's the only instance I can think of of him being anything other than humble. Because oh, anything yeah. I see him in or on, he, he seems like a fantastic guy, a guy you'd really want to hang out with. Yeah. So Chef 
is kind of. I don't think it's picking up. So Chef is kind of a passion project uh, for his, or at least that's what he, what he said. What I like to call a return to form because he he nice. did Swingers, uh, he did Made, which is which is not as good as Swingers, I don't think. Um, and it's the story about uh, he is obviously a chef. He works for a restaurant. And uh, he, so there's a reviewer coming into town, and uh, he he wants to do kind of a customized menu for the day where he gets okay. to where he gets to show his chops, pun entirely attended. <laughs> uh, and so he, the restaurant's owner, played by Dustin Hoffman, tells him to to stick to the classics, and he has a great line about uh, if you went to see if you bought tickets to see Rolling Stones and Jagger didn't play Satisfaction, you'd be pissed, <laughs> right? So yeah. he wants to do the same old same old, and so the reviewer. Uh, rips him a new one and, and gives him a pretty poor review, and so uh, s- things happen where he he loses his job and um, he he ends up buying a food truck and touring the country, and he he also has a son uh, with uh, his ex-wife played by Sofia Vergara, hmm. and uh, it's the story of him reconnecting with his son, reconnecting with his roots, uh, which is kind of allegorical to. Uh, John Favreau's story, right. um, and it was awesome. It was just cute as a button. Nice. The little kid was great. I love how they integrated Twitter and, and technology. It was a very forward-thinking movie about a pretty simple plot. Um, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how awesome Sofia Vergara was in this movie. Really? How great of an actress she can be when she's not shouting. <laughs> <laughs> she Jay. was good. Jay. Yeah. Yay! And then uh, there was there was also a short, well, I, it's, not, it's not short. He was in it for a little while. He was uh, John Favreau's sidekick. Was played by John Leguizamo. Oh huh. yeah, I heard he's really good in that. Who is fantastic? Nice. So uh, highly recommend. Sweet on that's, that movie. I think that's playing at the Keystone Art Theater that I mention all the time on here. Um, I really want to really want to see it because a, I heard him talk on Nerdist podcast, which yeah. fantastic episode. I referenced it in an episode yeah. of this a while ago, but. Um, fantastic episode he you he's so charming he's so cool that um it made me just it made me love him even more so watching that or listening to that and then watching um uh uh i just lost my train of thought uh so i really wanted to see that because of that and then also i mean food trucks like i don't know mike about in evansville but i mean a few years ago, food trucks just exploded in Indianapolis. That they did. And uh, it's it's been huge. I'm just a huge fan of following them around and, and, and tasting the food and all that. So so I really want to check it out. I, uh, yeah, and I'll definitely what, have to. What a lot of people say about the movie, a lot of the reviewers, and, uh, and John Favreau himself said this on the Nerdist podcast, is mm-hmm. he wants people to see the movie and want the food. Yeah. And he does a really, really good job about that. I will say I'm not a foodie, so it didn't do that for me, but uh, a portion of the film takes place in um, New Orleans. Oh, nice. And it, the movie made me want to go back to New Orleans. And he eats beignets at Café du Monde. And, hmm. uh, so that was that was probably my favorite part was making me hungry. being in New Orleans, right? and now I want to go back and mm-hmm. eat a donut at Café du Monde. So, That's awesome. Um, like I said, highly, highly recommend Cool. Chef. Nice. Cool. Catch it in theaters if you can. Mm-hmm. If not, just, just find a way to see it. It's great. Nice. Uh, what are you guys into? Um, actually, I wanted to talk about um, a movie. It's almost awkward to bring it up because it's like <laughs> it's pretty perverse. Um, okay. It's a movie called Adore. And uh, it came out, I think it's 2013. But um, yeah, it's 2013. It stars Naomi Watts and Robin Wright. And uh, they play two 
Um, kind of, I wouldn't know, I don't know about middle age, but like a little bit older, 40s, uh, women who are, they're best friends. And they've been best friends since they oh, were kids. okay. And uh, they live right next to each other. And they both have these, they both have children. They have two sons. And mm. uh, the they're essentially men now. They're in their late teens or early 20s. And basically it just turns out that they start sleeping with each other's sons. And uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I thought that was Matt for a second. <laughs> that was awesome timing too. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. How you doing? How's it going? We're talking about a movie. Uh, how's it going? Oh, sorry. I should probably lower that for good. you. I apparently just startled you, and apparently had awesome timing. I'd like oh to yeah. The timing was all bad. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we're talking about a movie where the uh, some characters get into some uh, relationship stuff at. Uh, 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 he goes, yeah, and yeah. they start to sleep with each other's sons. And you went, rah! <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing, uh, yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. So why don't you tell us your name, where you're from, all that stuff. And- um, Michelle Sinclair, um, Woodruff, Illinois. Nice. I'm here to help friends with their business and have got some time before everything. So oh, I thought great. we'd cool. check stuff out. Have you Sweet. been by here before? Yes, I have. Been? I remember you, okay. Yes. What's your friend's business? Um, they uh, sell... Kind of a combination of Japanese Trotsky stuff, everything okay. you can imagine from like uh, <laughs> tea with infusers in it to. Okay. Yeah, like huh. a mug that already has an infuser in it. You put the dry tea in it with hot water. Okay. And mm, cool. let it steep. Will it get me high? Yeah. <laughs> um, Just kidding. It's big, fancy tea sets, um, sushi sets, uh, sake set. Uh, okay. T-shirts, lots of t-shirts. Of course, gotta have t-shirts. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Where's their Where's their uh, booth at? Um, one twenty three to one twenty five. One twenty three, one twenty five. Awesome. Cool. That's very cool. cool. Yes, we need people to buy. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Sounds good. Yes. Thank you for stopping by. Oh no problem. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I will. I don't know where I'm headed, but. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday you asked me what my favorite movie was. That's a long list. Uh, it's yeah. tough. It's yeah. tough to pick one. It yeah. really is. It really is. Which one did you give yesterday? Did you? Um, you were asking about movies and TV shows. I got into talking about Vampire Diaries and some other stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. And then I ended up getting to hug Sylvester McCoy because he was. That's so awesome. Well, he was during question and answer. Mm-hmm. I was going to find a seat. He walks up to me out of nowhere, shakes my hand, asks me what my name is. I tell him. <laughs> And then I, uh, he goes, runs off and does the other. And then from that point, I keep, like, seat jumping. And I eventually, like, uh, gave That's him a hug. And I told him I would just die if I could have, have like, a picture of you. And he's like, <laughs> well, you'll have to die then. <laughs> just, oh, wow. Just uh, That's awesome. Yeah, he had the greatest sense of humor about everything. Yeah. Cool. And he seemed that's to awesome. enjoy my fangirling, which only made it worse. Nice. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by again. Uh, if you didn't already, you can get, like, business cards, stickers, sure. uh, bookmarks, all that stuff. stuff. So I'll just grab another. <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> How's your guys' day going? It's going great. We're a little bummed that this is ending. So, like, ending because we're, we're loving this. This is our first convention ever, and it's 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 just a blast. Well, the small ones are just as good as the big ones in, yeah. in Collinsville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, our con is the Party Con. And okay. That's October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Nice. And okay. if you go over to the Doubletree, there is booze that you get <laughs> if you're of age. Right, right. Free. Nice. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That, and we might have to do a road trip, guys. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Oh, no problem. The then, mic is like, kind of lowering small, a little bit. Small convention just kind of has a little bit of everything. Yeah. The rooms are always amazing. They have stuff even in the hallways. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I remember cool. when the Carrie movie was first coming out, there was somebody oh, yeah. dressed up like Carrie, <laughs> and I gave her a hug, got a free T-shirt. Nice. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. So, awesome. Th- it's endless wonders, whether it's the small ones or the big ones. The small ones don't have the big big show of the celebrities. Right. They have things that you love regardless at any con. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're having a blast here. It's, it's so much fun. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Well, thanks again for stopping by. This has been great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. 501st is there as well. They have, oh, like, yeah. you can pay five bucks for five minutes to put somebody in a cage. Huh. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's awesome. Beware of people who take it the wrong way and be douchebags <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll have some of that at so some of these. It's for charity. Yeah. It's for fun. Yeah. No need to take it seriously. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently that happened at the last ASTL, so. Oh, really? Some people took wow. it seriously, and it's like they got to the point where if you run away or you break loose, we're not catching you. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Because it's like we already got what we need for the charity. Yeah. Huh. Makes that's sense, interesting. Right? Yeah, it does. Huh. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Yeah. 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 See you later. Yeah. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. So, sleeping with each other's kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, mothers sleeping with sons. Yes. No, it's not. There's no incest. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a really. Uh, it was a really like it started out and like I said it was it was like pretty perverse. I mean, it's just these okay milfs for lack of a better word uh, hooking up with these young guys. But it really turned into a really. Um, really heartfelt and like uh, genuine kind of relationshipy movie um, and it didn't seem so weird by the end um, it was it was really well done I, I was Naomi Watts is pretty much my favorite actress oh, she's um, amazing and, and Robin Wright is never bad uh, and then the the two men who played their sons were also really impressive most impressively was uh, a gentleman by the name of Xavier Samuel most impressive most hmm. impressive <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he, uh, I feel like I've seen him in something before, but uh, Xavier Samuel is his name again. I, I really liked him. Um, he is Australian. Um, yeah, let's see. He was in um, one of the Twilight movies. Which one? Uh, he was... Uh, They're all the same. doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Eclipse, <laughs> the one... He played, like, Victoria's little henchman who went out and, like, tried to recruit people for the war or something. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know why I know that. <laughs> so, yeah, he, but he was really good in Adore. I, I was, nice. I mean, I was kind of blown away by him. He was he was really good. Um, nice. The movie, like I said, the movie starts out very, pretty perverse, but yeah. it turns into a really quality relationship kind of movie. So awesome. I, I recommend it. I, I think most people would like it. Don't watch it with your parents. <laughs> So, yeah, check it yeah. out. It's on Netflix Instant. Sweet. Don't watch it with your friend and your parent and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Is that Mike. a reference to me and Tiny seeing Brokeback Mountain with my mom? No, but... Have I told this story before? No. Tiny, do you remember this? Oh, it was a reference to the plot of the movie. She kept like... Oh, I got you. She kept like wincing whenever they were banging in the tent. Yeah, I we think it was Brokeback when... Mountain. Yeah. That was funny. I think it was when... Uh, uh, was it Heath Ledger... That did it, or was it? Uh, Does what? Jake Gyllenhaal spit on his hand to Jake Gyllenhaal spits on his hand. Yeah, yeah. Spits I think on his that own was pretty much the worst part of my <laughs> entire life. Watching that with my mom, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was an interesting, interesting evening. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, as for what I've watched lately, it's funny because I went through my list just now trying to find something that I've watched lately, and pretty much everything I've watched for the last few weeks has been in preparation for episodes of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one movie that I did watch was this movie called uh, ACOD, A-C-O-D. Uh, it has Adam Scott. It stands for Adult Children of Divorce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got him, um, uh, uh, Jane Lynch. Um, has a really good cast. I'm blanking on most of them, though. Hmm. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Nice. And uh, it's, got a bu- it's got a bunch of people. Hmm. And it's about this guy who... Oh, uh, Richard Jenkins is in it. I'm a big fan of. Uh, mm-hmm. So he... Adam Scott plays this guy who his parents divorced when he was a kid, and his brother's getting married. Uh, um, I, 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 I can't remember who plays his brother. I want to say it's either Josh Gad or uh, um, the dude. Oh, I can't remember his name. Wow. I know. <laughs> the guy um, from, from, from Hot Top Time Machine, the kid. Clark, Clark Duke. Duke. Clark Duke. Nice. Jinx. Ditto. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's Clark Duke. Yeah. Jinx but again. Our anyway. mental synchronization God, can <laughs> have but one explanation. <sighs> okay, you. So, okay, so anyway. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, sorry. So anyway, um, he's getting married. So it's basically the movie starts out with Adam Scott trying to reunite his mother and father. Not reunite them, but get them to a place where they can sit in the same room together without going crazy and screaming and causing a scene. Uh, all in service for his brother's wedding, but which that alone could have sustained itself for an entire um, <laughs> uh, for an entire um, ninety minute movie. That uh-huh. could have sustained itself, but it only lasts for about twenty minutes in, into the movie, and then they kind of they don't necessarily discard it. But there's a development that it's not really a spoiler, but he finds out that the he he uh, the, a uh, psychologist that he met with as a kid was actually doing a study on children of divorce and so he finds out that he's a character in this book of this study on on children of divorce and she she finds him or he finds her cuz he was under the impression that she was a psychologist that was doing that and he needed to speak to her again mm-hmm. so so then she kind of runs with it. She's a very eccentric and she wants to do a study of a follow up doing like adult children of divorce and from there, it's a lot of, like, her talking to him and, and him, tr- like, it kind of gets a little muddled, a little a little kind of, um, a little dodgy there. It, it's kind of, it could have been a lot better, um, but I, it's not really that memorable. That's why I'm kind of struggling to come up with anything to really say about it because I kind of saw it and it kind of shut down. I didn't really, wasn't really... I wasn't terribly... I wasn't blown away by it. The cast is better than the movie. Um, huh. I think that might be a little harsh, but I, I stand by it. Um, yeah, and there was there was a weird, like, editing thing. There was some touchy editing stuff. Like, there was one scene where they're at a Japanese restaurant or something, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is kind of looking around, and they edited, edited together that she's, like... She's in different. She's her face. Her face is in, looking in different directions through each individual snap of, of frame, and it's it was really jarring. Hmm. Um, but I mean, the, I mean, it was an enjoyable enough movie. Someone someone might get more into it than I did. Um, I'm not sure if it's on uh, instant, but it might be. 
Um, but it's like a hour and twenty seven minute runtime. It's it's hmm. not a big commitment. Cool. What's yeah. left to see this summer? Uh, I feel for me the most anticipated was uh, Days of Future Past, yeah. mm-hmm. and now that that's out of the way, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. We have Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. um, which I, I'm surprised how many people are excited about that. Really? Me too. Uh, yeah. Really? Why, why do you say really? Because the trailer just blew me away. Both of them have blown me away. But yeah, but the reason why I say that is because it's all, like a borderline obscure title from Marvel, isn't it? Exactly. Yes, yeah. it is. It, it it is an obscure title. Okay. From Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy as a title has been around for several years, but in its current uh, incarnation, mm-hmm. uh, not that long at all. Like 2008, I wow. think. But. I'm coming from it from someone who doesn't really know much about the comics anyway. Okay. So I just see the trailer and I see, holy holy crap, Chris Pratt is awesome. And okay. there's, a, there's a raccoon, there's a tree, and it looks stylish as hell. The soundtrack, I, I know this, the music that's been... The music that's been playing in in the trailers is going to be in in the uh, in the movie. It's going to be a whole big arc with his uh, or a whole big thing with his. Uh, he has a mixtape because it's like the only thing he has from Earth, and it all has these these songs on it. I just think I just love it. I love the tone, and it's James Gunn. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just so pumped for it, and I'm kind of shocked that uh, you guys kind of aren't really that enthused. Oh no I, no no! I, I mean no no. You are wrong, sir. <laughs> I am enthused. Right. I'm saying I have heard from multiple people who think this is they are most excited for this movie compared to any other movie this summer. Yeah. Okay. That's what Including people who know who the X-Men are, and that's what I don't understand. It could be that they were just so burned by X-Men Origins and The Last Stand. It could be. Yeah. But plus the, you know this was the 7th X-Men movie. That's true. This is the sure. first Guardians movie. Yeah. So sure. Maybe it's that. Uh, so is it the relief that they're excited for something new? <laughs> something fresh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Huh, that's yeah. interesting. Um Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that know, could be cool. It looks pretty cool. I like the I like the music in the trailer too. Mm-hmm. Matt, you and I, I don't remember what Tiny said, but you and I were both uh fans of Oblivion. Yeah, and we're in the minority there. Really? Yeah, I, most I people liked didn't. it a lot. You as liked well. it too? Nice. Okay. A lot. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. M- most people I think didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I don't yeah, know. It seemed it, uh, it didn't make a lot of money. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's for, it was it was formulaic, but it was fun formulaic. It was it was okay. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I think what I said about it was uh, people called it derivative, and I said it was more homage. Yeah, yeah, it, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it felt like a Philip K. Dick uh, story. Sure, that's, mm-hmm. that's how it felt sure. to me, and I was like, I was, I was super into it from beginning to end. And yep. Edge of Tomorrow looks really cool, and I mean, they can really overplay the kind of Groundhog Day kind of time loop aspect of it, but I think it's, I think it looks, uh, I think it looks like it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see Emily Blunt as an action star. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Right. it's good for her. Yeah, I, I like agree. her a lot. I yeah, I like anything Tom Cruise sci-fi. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I, I've, I'm. Uh, it's not getting good buzz, uh, really? and I don't know that anyone is excited for it. But um, I certainly, and that's going to be awesome. We saw a trailer while we were watching Days of Future Past for The Fault in Our Stars. Yes, which mm. and Matt, you turned to me. I, I had already said that I was excited about it, but yeah. Matt, you turned to me before it started. Uh-huh. The the problem you got to pull it, push it push out, it out yeah. so it's more centered. Tiny, do you have the pliers? 
Okay, so so Fault in Our Stars, you uh, you and your wife read the book together. We read the book together, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm working for uh, working on for the blog to do a uh, adaptations adaptations and remakes. And Sweet. And so, well, I'll pause for you. So I'm going to do an adaptations and remakes for it. Uh, and we've been excited for the movie for a while. And I love Ansel Elgort. He was in Carrie. Uh, I thought he was one of the better parts of Carrie. Um, and I also like Shailene Woodley. I think she's she was really good uh, in uh, in The Descendants. Mm-hmm. Disappointed to not see her as Mary Jane in Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So I, I, think they, I think they got the right people to be in the movie. Uh, I know that John Green, the author of the book, is... Um, very hands-on with this movie, so I'm, so nice. I'm excited to see where that goes. So anyway, we're watching the trailers last night to Adam Sandler's newest gem, <laughs> and uh, and Matt turns to me and he goes, "Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that now." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Looking on. forward to it myself. Little distracted. Uh-huh. Might have to edit this part out. Yeah, might, so. might. Yeah, that was my first time ever seeing that trailer um, because I, I haven't read the book yet. And I intend to quickly read the book. Um, yeah, there's a really great review of it on, on obsessivebrookner.com by my friend Sam. But it, um, like, I, I knew a little bit about the story. And and then and, and it has, like, like, cancer or something in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, something the like that. The leads have cancer. And. I was so afraid that it would be like a kind of a scare, like not like kind of a, like kind of a downer. And I, it might, it may be, but Mike, you, you refer to it as cute. The story. It's adorable. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. Um, yeah. So in it, the trailer just looks like it'll, it'll be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also excited for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. You that's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm planning on hopefully getting through the franchise like, like, uh, like I did with X-Men. Um, it should be fun. What's that? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. Sorry, I got the headphones going. Yeah, sorry about that. You could take a card, too, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> and a bookmark. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Right. Which, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Oh, any, man. Mm. I haven't seen it was any a surprise movie for me the year it came out. Absolutely. I haven't seen any of the franchise yet. That's why I'm kind of excited to get through the franchise. Um, Very good. Yeah, very good movie. I like the new casting choices too. Jason Clark needs to be in more things. He yep. is awesome. I think really I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he's going to be in a movie about Everest or something. No idea. Okay, uh, I want to say he's in that. He is some movie about Everest or something. Another Australian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Twenty Two Jump Street? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for that. That the the first one was also a surprise movie of that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the trailer. I may have said this before on the podcast, but the the trailer for it looks just like a rehash of the plot of the first movie, which I'm against all the time. But yeah. it sounds like it'll just. It looks like it'll just be freaking hilarious. Yeah, they make the joke. Um, um, what's his name? Ron Swanson. What's his name? Uh, um, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. That's right. Uh, Nick Offerman makes a joke while they're in his office about uh, how they 
they did the reboot and people are just looking for you to do the same thing or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did the reboot and for some, some reason people liked it. So mm-hmm. we're doing it again. Uh, and that was pretty funny. But pretty funny, but not sure if it's enough to... If it's enough new, like just saying the joke doesn't absolve you of rehashing, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. The trailer makes makes it look like it's going to be hilarious. Um, uh, how do you guys feel about a million ways to die in the West? Weird. I don't know how to feel about it. I <laughs> un, until I read an article uh, that featured Seth MacFarlane, I I thought that it was a time travel movie. Really? The way he talked. Huh. Uh, sorry. The, the way he spoke. Yeah. Uh, you know the things he said and the the attitude he had about the movie uh-huh. is is so not period appropriate. Uh, yeah. And then I read an interview where he said it's like a time travel movie without time travel. <laughs> Interesting. And so now, so then I'm okay with it. I mean, I I know that it's a Seth MacFarlane comedy, and I'll kind of give it that. I was one of the uh, few non fans of the movie Ted. I thought that movie was highly overrated. You know. That took me a couple viewings to really appreciate, and after uh, I mean, that's about as much like as much tread as that that movie has is a couple viewings. Yeah, and, and I'm surprised you saw it, it so many times. I, yeah. Um, did you like Ted Tiny? I did. You I did. did. And I liked it right from, from the get go when I saw it in the theater. Huh. Yeah, nice. I was a fan. It had moments. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty one note. Yeah, the trailer for a million day, a million ways to die in the West looks really funny. And I'm a little mad that they use the... Uh, Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Why don't you tell us your name and where you're from? I'm Alex. I'm from Indianapolis. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. What's nice your... Uh, uh, how do you feel about A Million Ways to Die in the West? About what? The movie A Million Ways to Die in the West. Looking forward to it? Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but it looks pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen it either. Are, are you... Did the trailers do anything for you or anything? Um... I've seen one of the trailers. Okay. I haven't seen anything else, but okay. I thought it would look pretty funny. So Yeah, we, we think so, too. Tell us what in the world you're doing to that poor bear. Yeah. Um, he's blind. He's blind? Okay. Yeah. I see. I thought you were blindfolding him. Yeah. Um, well, his eyes are really weird, and yeah. so she she's trying to make him feel <laughs> a little that's, more that's comfortable. Oh, it's a nice what thing. Is. What's nice. your what's your cosplay as? What um, are... Razel from Hatenko Yugi, which is Dazzle. Okay, cool. Okay. Anime nice. and manga. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. Looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Very enjoying cool. the convention? Yeah, I am. This is my awesome. first day, so. Oh, okay, cool. We've yeah. been here all all three days, so really? we're kind of. Yeah, we're we're loving it. It's awesome. So you're doing a podcast right now? We yeah. are indeed. Yeah, we are. We're recording it. It'll it'll be posted uh, oh, next week. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> live or anything. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no pressure. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you into podcasts at all? Um, I've wa- I've listened to a few. Have you ever okay. heard of Cheshire Cat Studios? Uh, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Oh, well, okay. I've seen a few of them, so. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we're you can take one of our cards and our mm-hmm. stickers, and you can be into podcasts now. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Cool. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping right, by. Thank you. Great talking to you. Bye. Um, I have a bone to pick with the A Million Ways to Die in the West trailer because... Pick it, that bone. <laughs> <laughs> it gave away... Speaking of which, I spilled coffee on my crotch this morning. <laughs> Speaking of bones, yes, you did. <laughs> and Tiny goes, uh, now it'll now it'll be up all day. <laughs> yep, <laughs> oh, that was laughed. brilliant. So, um, so yeah, so it. I'm afraid that there is a cameo in the trailer 
for A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh. And I'm so pissed that they put that in Me the trailer. Me too. The that, second trailer, yeah, by the yeah. way. It was the second trailer. So that is, it's, I mean, it's got to be the best scene in, scene in the movie. Yeah. It, it has to be. And they completely overplayed their hand with that. I almost want to not laugh in protest while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> this whole, the, we could save this for another discussion, but uh, mm-hmm. we've got a little bit of time left. Yeah. This whole trailer culture mm-hmm. that we have now, I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of trailers. You mentioned early on, and we've mentioned several times before, that I see a movie every week. So I see most trailers several times. Yeah. And I get tired of seeing the trailers as it is, but you would expect that seeing things so many times. The problem I have is how much they reveal in trailers. I can't believe Absolutely. it anymore. I can't believe how much they bank on those trailers. Uh, the, the, the biggest foul um, was probably the Amazing Spider-Man 2 promotion. There were very, oh, yeah. very few sp- surprises in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And it's been a couple of weeks now, so I can say this without spoiling too much. The very last scene in the movie is in the trailers. It is. It yeah. even cuts off at the end of the movie, cuts two credits the same way it cuts in the trailers. And that's unforgivable. I didn't even know that. Really? Lucky yeah. you. I haven't seen, well, I haven't Lucky seen you. the trailers that much for that. Okay, well. Wow. Yeah. That, I feel like the, the industry as a whole should put just, a, like, say, okay, you can cut together a trailer. That's great. Do it from the first half of the movie. Yep. Yeah. Nothing from the last yep. half. Good idea. Or just leave it, you know, most trailers, all teasers, and most first trailers are are put out uh, when the movie is unfinished. Yeah. Right? That's that's most of the case, is the movie is unfinished. I wish they would just leave it at that. I understand that they have to build momentum. I, I get uh-huh. that. But I just wish we wouldn't see so damn much. Yeah. It's... Uh damn kids today with their trailers. Um, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Leave some stuff up to the imagination. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, it's it's an example of the industry, the, the, the film industry, just getting getting far away from, from uh, the art of it, the, the storytelling. It's all about, it's all uh, teetering more into the business aspect of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's a shame because they're not making the trailers to make you interested in the art of it. No. They're making trailers to get your asses in the seats. Right. And it's yeah. it's it's a problem. There are very few trailers that get me excited. I actually, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, I think is has me that, that trailer has me excited. It, it's uh, I'm kind of confused about what's going on in the trailer, and, yeah. I, and I love it that way. And I love that. one There's of my favorite trailers. Uh, it were the Inception trailers, and yeah. I remember saying out loud, "I have no idea what that's about mm-hmm. or what's going on," but I uh, I'm absolutely going to see it. Yeah, yeah. And I like the uh, that's why I liked the teaser for. Um, Interstellar, because it showed no no real scenes from the movie or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, point. And I well, and we I talked mean, about that trailer. We did. It showed nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I I loved it. And they've since released the the full trailer for it. And they showed they showed some stuff, but yeah, it still kept it. They kept it more on the personal story of Matthew McConaughey's character. They didn't go into any detail of of any of the other big events in the movie or anything like that. They show almost no space. Exactly. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. How do you guys feel about that tagline? Uh, they were mankind, mankind was made created on Earth, but they were never meant to stay. Was born, on, born was, on Earth. was born on Earth. <laughs> they were never meant to stay there. Die there? Yeah, it was to a, die there. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. It's uh, it's mankind was born on Earth, 
it was never meant to have died here or something like that. It's a weird, it's weird phrasing. It's, it's too long. And it doesn't make sense. What does that mean? What yeah. says who? Yeah. yeah. Who was arguing? <laughs> who who is standing on a pedestal going, We must we must die on earth. <laughs> <laughs> we were never meant to, you're crazy. <laughs> Maybe you can be that guy, Mike. I guess I mu- right. I guess I have to. I mean, I appreciate the actual like what it's trying to say. I mean it, it makes do sense you? to me. I do, because um, the whole movie's about the it appears that the whole movie's about how, like they talk about in the trailer, that it's um, that the the Earth is it's it's uh, its resources are being depleted and everything. We need okay. to find a new a new planet and all that, a new home. That's uh, it seems like that's I'll what the mission. <laughs> that seems to be what the um, the main thing of of of. Okay, yeah. the quote implies a creation. I think mm. I don't think okay. it does. And if it's implying a creation. It's saying, uh, it's it's making some suggestion. Hold on, I need to I need to regather my thoughts. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Um, like I said, it it begs a question. It begs the question using using the logical fallacy rhetorical sense of the word. It begs the question, and that implies that somebody said we were supposed to die here. Okay, and. Um, if you believe what we believe and you believe in evolution, we evolved to grow here on Earth. So, Earth, uh, we were not meant to do anything. We die here because we came from here. I don't understand what it means. I mm. don't. Go ahead. I, Ma- make this work, apologist. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly. Nolan think, fanboy. I, <laughs> you can check out the Nolan ret- retrospective on our podcast. <laughs> but, um,. I I think you might be reading a little too much into it, reading into something that's not there. Okay. Um, I don't think it's implying creation. It it said mankind was born here. I know the creation is not in the in the in the uh, tagline. I'm trying to Google it, but service here is a, you know big convention. But it says mankind was born here. It was not meant to die here or something like that. And yeah. I don't think that implies any kind of creation or anything like, or okay. anything like I, that. Okay. Maybe I misspoke. I don't think okay. it's a movie about God, no, and no, I don't no, think no, it's no, about no. creation either. Not at all. I, I'm just saying... Um, um, but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, we started here, we evolved for this planet, but the planet has a finite number of resources and everything, and the, the whole pull of the movie is that they need to go find a new everything. Hello. How's it going? How you doing? My name is Stafa. Nice to How meet you. How you guys you. doing? Pretty, Pretty good. good. How are you? How are you enjoying all the convention? Right. I got nice. a booth over here. Whoops. Oh. I kicked the thing. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. I got a game called Beware the Bully. Beware the Bully? Have you played it? Uh, no. A friend of mine came. Uh, a friend of ours t- uh, was talking about it. Uh, loved it. Oh, um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, if you go to the Facebook page for uh, my podcast, Out of Continues, so it's facebook.com slash Out of Continues. Sweet. It's uh, pinned up on the top. Awesome. Um, so you'll see uh, a you know, post for Beware the Bully. Nice. Free, completely free to play. It's only six levels, so you'll be cool. in like ten minutes. So. <laughs> nice. Cool. 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 Uh, you awesome. want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's my uh, se- <clears throat> sorry. It's my senior project. Okay. Um, I uh, I was going to IEPY. Mm-hmm. I'm a game designer, so cool. for my senior project, decided to make a game. You know, That's makes awesome. sense. Uh, so one person did the graphics, another person did the music, and I did everything else. Awesome. Yeah. So That's if really you cool. have fun with it, 
it's because of me. I just <laughs> to on. That's awesome. Right and, on. Uh, I wanted to have a positive message in my game, so I decided anti-bullying. Nice. And there's only one enemy in the entire game. Uh, just the bully, and you overcome him with a non-violent solution. Awesome. So, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Good for nice. you. I like That's that. awesome. That's great. So, so check it out. Facebook.com slash out of continues. You'll find Sweet. it pinned on the top right there. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by. Take a, take a business card, and we'll put yes. this up uh, probably here next week. I'll give um, you a business card, too. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. man. Yeah. And uh, we're also doing this thing at the Irving Theater uh, in Irvington. We're uh, renting the theater. We're having amateur uh, filmmakers or aspiring filmmakers create short films. We're going to screen them, all that stuff. Um, we're trying to get the rights to screen the original Halloween. It's going to be kind of a big, a big thing. Um, we have a flyer over there for it's called Shocktober in Irvington. Uh, that QR code takes you to the event page. Um, for it. we're working on getting the website and everything worked out for it. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's still in the planning stages, but we're really excited about it. So if you're into that kind of thing, you're uh, uh, free to free to check it out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks awesome. for letting me on here. Thank yeah, you. No problem, man. You guys have a good one. Thanks you too. You too. You too. So what were we saying? His logo is cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is very cool. Yeah. Talking about. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Talking about. Uh, oh, the trailer. We were never meant to die tag, here. Yeah. Tagline. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think what it implies. Is that the next logical step in the evolution of our race? I'm sorry, of our species, is that we're supposed to leave the planet? Yeah, it, that's what I think it implies. I don't think it implies anything that's uh, like a creation type. Uh, right. Thing. I I wish that I didn't say the creation I, thing. Yeah, you're regretting that. I, I really <laughs> want to take that back. Yeah, that's all right. I, I'm just talking about. Uh, I just mean it in the sense of the antithesis of evolution, okay. and that we. You know the Earth, uh, the state of the Earth today, and our the state of the human race today mm-hmm. are concurrent. Okay, they've you know we've done each to each other, and I also have said uh, many times that in uh, several years, long after the three of us are gone, and anybody listening mm-hmm. to this are gone, when humans are gone, the Earth is just going to shake us off our back like some fleas yeah. and mm-hmm. be done with us. So again, I'll say it again. <laughs> Who is asking where we were meant to die? I think the first the first line in the phrase is spiritual. Okay. I think that's maybe where the creation thing sort of hinted at you. There. But I think the second line is is logical science, scientifically logical. The, that's that's kind of how I feel. Okay, the the official tagline I brought it up now. There we go. Mankind was born on earth. It was never meant to die here. The first I'm sorry, the first line is just a statement of fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, it goes back to the teaser trailer. The teaser trailer showed a lot of footage of the space program and, and uh, with the voiceover of McConaughey saying that we've, uh, we've lost our way and, uh, and uh, our sense of exploration f- faded away. And then now it's time to go back, or uh, I can't remember the exact line. It, it gave me chills when I heard it. Um, that our destiny is not in front of us, but above us. And it just kind of plays on the whole fact that I mean, if we're using up the if we're using up the resources of the of the planet, we should find a new planet. It's about self preservation. I don't see yeah. it as anything more than that. And if it's, I feel like that's going to be the big draw of the movie or the big the big uh, hook of the movie. And it may go into some spiritual stuff or some um, theological or, or or just uh, I doubt it will. I doubt it will. The, I don't. I don't think. I misspoke. So Not the, theological, but more philosophical and kind of. Uh, Kind of those kind of questions, and I'm really excited about it. It's my most anticipated movie for this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> I guess it's just a vague tagline. I don't know. It is. It's, I, uh, 
I do have a problem with just the wording of it. It's okay. just such a clunky. Mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here. I just at the end of it, I just go okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's such a. I I don't. You know, you think when you see a Nolan trailer, a Nolan tagline, you go, "Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh, we it's... were never meant to." Do- That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they say it, and I go, "Okay," <laughs> and chocolate cake is good. <laughs> if it was just we were never meant to die here, that would be better. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, we're not maybe. meant to die here. Something like that. It is no. Your mind is the scene of the crime. <laughs> it's it's not. It's yeah, not that that's it's, fantastic. Yeah, I I love that. So. No. Just walked a guy just walked by us who had a sonic screwdriver in a holster. <laughs> love it. Uh, I love Very it. Very cool. Yeah, and he's dressed in a brown coat. Yeah, he's dressed as uh, Captain Brown Pants. So hmm. sweet, whatever. Sweet. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, get get to mingling with the con goers some yes. more. Go out and about some of the vendors. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I still want to check out Oculus Rift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, so yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you're a new listener from from the convention, thank you so much. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, all those places. I don't have my tablet with my, my with my cheat sheet for the sign off, so I'm kind of kind of free balling here. I don't know what that was, but anyway. So, yeah, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, leave us a review, check us out on podcastland.com, vote for us for Podcast of the Month. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And uh, you can email us at uh, our name at obsessiveviewer.com. So Matt at obsessiveviewer.com, Tiny at obsessiveviewer.com, and Mike at obsessiveviewer.com. And you can also uh, follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, at, uh, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White, respectively. And you know, check out the website obsessiveviewer.com. Also, check out obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews and thesecularperspective.com for a side project podcast run by Tiny uh, about secularism and religion and healthy debate and discussion of those two topics in the world today. So I'm probably forgot some stuff. So. Why don't we just wrap it up? Sounds good. Cool. Thank you to everyone Thanks who for listening. Thank you so much. We were born to talk about movies and TV, awesome. but you were never born to die listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We just got dropped off a bunch of wristbands. Wristbands! Awesome. Thank you so oh, much. Thank Thanks you. a lot. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, so, uh, that lady just dropped them all off. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Stopwatch. Okay. Uh, should we do a customized intro? How? What do you mean? How should we do like names? This is obsessive. Obsessiveviewer.com is the Obsessive Viewer podcast yeah. live at Indie PopCon at our booth at Indie PopCon. Should I say that? Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. This is Matt Hurt at. The <laughs> I almost said at the Obsessive Viewer. Uh, oh my god, blooper reel, I never do this. <laughs> anyway. God damn it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Matt's not tired yet. I'm not. <laughs> um, all right.